Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. As we're heading towards January, this is the last episode of 2022, and I just first want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you for making this experience of launching this podcast, which I did in September, um, truly a joyful and exciting experience. I'm really thrilled to be here with you again this week and to really line up some great episodes for 2023. And I wanted to start off with some statistics. Uh, Did you know that January sees an increase of approximately 30% in divorce filings? Lawyers, family lawyers actually see a huge increase in the number of requests for appointments and consultations, etc. It's kind of crazy. And why is that, you think? You know, is it because it's a new year, new me, that's it, I'm out of here? Or do you think, you know, people wait because it's Christmas and the holidays and they just want to wait until it's over and then they do it? I think it's probably a bit of both. But anyway, we're heading to that place and some more statistics. About 30% of marriages end because of an affair. Honestly, I think the number is probably much higher than that. Um, Maybe partly because not everybody knows that an affair has been going on and not everybody reports it or is part of these statistics wherever they come from. And if I was to judge by the Facebook group that I run that has about 8,500 women in it, there's definitely more than 30% of those marriages that have ended because of an affair. And I will say, as much as I work with women, women cheat as well. A man can't cheat alone. So no matter whether it's a same-sex marriage or a heteromarriage or whatever it is, um, people are cheating. And that can be incredibly devastating and adds a whole layer to the whole healing part. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. My name is Elizabeth and I am your host. I'm also a divorced mother of four sons and a remarried stepmom to three, so I do know what you're going through. And as the owner and founder of The Separation Club, I guide women as they heal, rediscover themselves and create their new lives. That's what we're about here, moving forward and making something really beautiful and wonderful out of something that felt really hard. It all starts the day the old one ends. Welcome back. First, I want to start by apologizing for my voice yet again. I am sick yet again. Anyway, I sound a bit congested because I am, but I'm here with you and it's the only place I want to be. And today we're going to talk about something that feels very, very hard and that's overcoming an affair. In other words, our partner has cheated, been unfaithful, has met someone else, has left you for someone else, you've discovered an affair, maybe they want to stay with you, but you can't get your head around it, whatever it is, it is a really challenging time. And I know because I've been there. So my 20-year marriage ended after... um, the discovery of an affair. It was the, so what I often say to people is, yes, he cheated and that is what triggered the end, but we certainly had problems before that. So I think we all, and as I go through this, we all need to kind of accept that if our partner has cheated, there is something wrong either in their life, in their emotional state, in the marriage, maybe both. Um, But this is not about all the things that you did wrong, which is unfortunately how it often goes down because you start blaming each other. Anyway, we're going to get into it here and uh, let's talk about this touchy subject, grab some tissues 
I'll try not to blow my nose in your ear and you can go ahead and cry as much as you want. So first I thought I should probably define cheating in an affair because it's become so much more than what it used to be. It used to be kind of really clear cut, you know, basically your partner had sex with someone else. But now there are emotional affairs, online relationships, you know, there are marriages that end because the other person is cheating with someone online with someone that they've never met, but they're pouring their heart out, they're falling in love, they're sharing, you know, sexual messages and things like that. They are, you know, being with that person the way that they are supposed to be with you. They're sharing things that they should be sharing with you and so on. So, you know, it's become so much more. So what is the definition of an affair? Honestly, it's whatever you decide it is. It depends on the kind of relationship that you have. You know, one of my clients, they were in an open relationship, but the thing that made it feel like her partner had been unfaithful was because he didn't honor the openness, meaning he didn't share that he had met someone. And that was against the rules. You were to always share about other partners, for example, right? So regardless of what your arrangement is and what kind of cheating your partner has done, it's devastating. So we're just going to take it from there without getting into the, you know, did they do this or did they do that? But to answer the question of, is it cheating an emotional affair? Yes, it is. Honestly, it's any, any kind of relationship that they are lying to you about, keeping from you, or when they are going to that person instead of you for personal things, support, um, advice, love, affection, and when they're giving that to the other person. Any of those things is a betrayal and they've been unfaithful to you and to the promise that you guys made for each other. So let's dive into this and talk about, oh, the, the pain and the obsessive thoughts and all the things that go with this. Now, I remember, I remember going through this. I remember the discovery. It hit me like a ton of bricks right in my gut. Like it just, and I felt like it grew up. Like it was just like my entire torso was exploding with this emotion that was horrible. An emotion I didn't want to have. It didn't feel good. And it just felt like it didn't fit. It was so big. It just felt like it was bursting out of me. I was constantly crying. I was constantly questioning him, constantly wanting to know details and to understand why and what had happened. And, you know, how could he do this to me? And, you know, answering all those questions, right? I did a whole episode actually on closure. And I would really encourage you to listen to that after you listen to this, because one of the things that we often feel we need after an affair is closure. It's this understanding of why. In fact, we feel we need it often for any number of reasons, but I think an affair really makes you feel that. And uh, closure is overrated. So I, I would really encourage you to listen to that, um, that episode after this. So you've joined me today because you want to understand, you want to stop hurting, you want to maybe stop being so angry and resentful. And like, wow, can I get an amen to that, right? Um, in addition, your confidence and your self-worth has probably taken a huge beating. I know mine did. And you have so much buzzing around in your head or exploding in your body like I did that it feels impossible to even have a rational thought. Like, honestly, I didn't even know how to think those first few days, first few weeks. All I thought about, all I obsessed about was them. Were they together? 
What were they saying? Were they making fun of me? Were they laughing at how stupid I had been that I hadn't known? You know, what was really going on? Because in my case, my ex wasn't particularly forthcoming. Like he, you know, he had to admit to what I had seen. I was discovered it on his phone, of course. And he had to admit to that. But of course, he could weave his own story around that. But none of that really rang true. So I had to, I had to find my own way to heal. And I had to muddle my way through this information that was coming, that was not coming. My, like I said, my obsessive thoughts and all of that. So here, here's what I'd like you just to take away from this podcast at this point is learn from me and let's turn the focus forward and turn the focus on to you. It is natural to start thinking about them and to want answers and to, you know, I, it's completely understandable and you will spend time arguing with your partner, fighting with them, begging them. We all do it. We all have those days where we say and beg for those things that we later feel so foolish for doing maybe, but it's okay. You know what? If that's where you're at or that's what happened last night or that's what happens in a week from now, that's okay. We all go there and I don't want you to to use that as another reason to beat up on yourself. But what I do want you to hear from me at this point in those early days where you are in so much pain is to turn the focus on you to focus on what you need to feel better. Okay, so the fact that you're here, kudos, you're choosing to listen to a podcast that can help you with some steps to move forward. You did not do anything to deserve this. This is not your fault. This is a choice that was made by your partner. The day that I found out about his affair, I remember saying to him, I will take 50% of the responsibility for everything that happened until the moment you unzipped your pants. That is 100% on you. And I really believe that. And I believe that still. And I'm saying it to you. There's absolutely nothing about the affair that is your fault. Now, if your marriage was in disarray or unhappy or whatever, okay, that is something that is separate. The choice that your partner made to have an affair, to be unfaithful in some way, That was a choice they made. Before we go on, I want to address one big question that I know I hear a lot, and that is, is there any way of putting the marriage back together? And of course, there is a way. There are people who do that. And in fact, my ex, he had an affair eight years prior to the one that ended our marriage. And honestly, it almost ended our marriage. I went to a lawyer. I filed papers. um, But he actually, at that time, did everything right, if you will. He went to therapy with me. He took responsibility. Anyway, I won't get into all of that, but we decided to stay together. The kids were very young. Um, It's what he wanted and it's what I wanted. And we did the work to make that a a reality. I will say that in most cases, they do it again. And that was very much true for me. However, if your partner is saying, I'm not interested in that, it's not what I want, then you have to let it go. So let's take a look at what probably feels like the most difficult part of this And that's to understand why. Why did your partner do this? Why, why, why? And how could you have done something different so that this would never have happened? It's possible that your partner's blaming you. I sure hope they're not. But I understand that a lot of them do. And as the conversations get heated, as the blame starts to go, as the accusations start to fly, things get said and blame gets laid. This is why I truly don't believe in having too much of a conversation with your ex or your partner. It might not be an ex yet. 
because unless they're being really forthcoming and really being open and talking to you and taking responsibility, there's nothing gained in that conversation for you except pain. If your partner is not a great communicator, then there's no way that they are going to be able to truly communicate their feelings for why they did this. So let me fill you in a little bit on why men cheat. Um, You know, I think it's probably easier for us to explain why women cheat. So for those of you who are in same-sex marriages or for the men who are listening who are divorcing women, I will address that in a moment. But for now, let me address uh, what some of the research and what are some of the people that I've spoken to, relationship experts, etc. Why do men cheat, for example? And the reality is that in many cases, they're not happy. Um, They know that something is fundamentally wrong either inside them, in the relationship, they are not, their needs are not met in some way or some past trauma is showing up, but they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with these emotions. And I'm, I know I'm speaking a bit generally here, but the reality is that men are not as equipped as women to articulate and speak about their feelings as we are. And the reason for that is kind of simple. We do it from day one. We sit with our girlfriends and we talk about our feelings and we share and we, you know, we really get into it and we explain and we ask questions. So we we get really good at talking about how we feel. So when we try to speak with our partners, for example, we're very able to sit down and go, okay, I felt that my needs were not being met when this happened and blah, 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 blah. And you might find that your partner generally responds with silence or I don't know what your problem is, I'm fine or something like that, right? Because they don't know how to do that. And when they are unhappy, when the unhappiness originally started inside them, or maybe it's, you know, an unhappiness that has derived from the relationship that it's no longer in a good place, but they don't know how to talk about it. And in fact, it might really scare them to talk about it. They might find it incredibly intimidating, difficult, or even impossible to get in touch with those feelings and actually speak about them. So they go and have an affair. An affair is easier. They'll feel good for at least that little while that they're with this person. And if they choose to leave you for that person, it's because they have convinced themselves, oh, I'll be happy over here. And without being honest with themselves, they're also saying, and I'll never have to get into those feelings and talk about that stuff that's so difficult. I'll just go and be happy over here. Now, I want you to understand that their feelings don't get resolved. Their trauma isn't getting healed or dealt with. They're just taking it with them somewhere else. And they're going to be happy there for a while, just like they were with you, until they're not. And then chances are they'll do it again or something else. So... I want you to know that, you know, if you are married to a non-communicator, you're married to someone who is not good at sharing their feelings, well, that might be one of the reasons they've chosen to have an affair. And I'm sure you can appreciate that that is not your fault, even if they tell you it is. You know, when people choose to do things like have an affair, um, betray you in some other way, to be abusive, to you know, say cruel things to you. That is a choice that people make. We all struggle through relationships. That's the reality. Relationships are not always easy, but we always get to choose how we're going to respond to a certain situation. And that's really so much of what I talked to you about on this podcast. You know, one of the very first episodes is about the mindset of going through all this. And again, that would be a great listen for you. But it's 
you know, when we are going through a really tough time, when we're struggling, when we're suffering, when there's something bad happening in our lives, and when then we respond by cheating on someone who's there for us and has been there for us for years, perhaps, right? You, cheating on you, you've been there always, and now they're going through something really difficult. Maybe a family member died, maybe they lost their job, maybe something like that, and now they've decided to, what, heal themselves or feel better by having an affair. Well, that's something that is 100% on them. You can't control that. And it was never your fault that they made that choice. Here's what I do want to share with you. We cannot take responsibility for their choices, nor should you, but we do have to take responsibility for ours. And this was something that I did a lot, like for hours of reflection and journaling and meditation, I spent months, weeks, whatever, lots of time reflecting and understanding what my role in this marriage was. My perception of why this marriage had failed. I wasn't getting these answers from my ex and I wasn't going to get them from him. So I needed to fill in the blanks myself. And the only blanks that I could fill in were the ones that had to do with me. So I needed to understand how this had happened from my standpoint. How had our marriage broken down to a point where he felt he had to go elsewhere? Not that that was ever okay or was ever my fault. I hope you're understanding that distinction that I'm making here. But I still needed to take responsibility for the fact that our marriage was not in a good place. And I'm not going to pretend it was. You know, so many of my clients that I work with start off their coaching relationship with me, letting me know how blindsided they were. And I will admit, I was blindsided by the actual affair, the actual discovery itself. I mean, I wasn't expecting to find that. But was I blindsided by that we had problems? Was I shocked that he was unhappy? I was unhappy. I wasn't having my needs met. I wasn't getting what I wanted and desired from that marriage. I was coexisting. I was making the best of it. And yes, I was not choosing to have an affair. I can tell you that. But I can't pretend that everything was okay. It would be really wrong and dishonest, honestly, for me to say that I was completely blindsided. I had no idea that he was unhappy. That would be unfair and that would be wrong. I think it's really important for us to step back and take a look and go, where did things go wrong and when and what can I learn about myself? So again, I'm going to send you off to other podcast episodes here where I talk more about those things. But I just want to bring that into this episode to share with you that it, this is a really important part of the journey. It helped me so much to understand that as much as I disagreed with his choice and what he had done in response to his unhappiness, I had to understand my role. Had I been supportive? I felt I had. Could I have done more? Probably. Um, did I know what that was? I didn't. So I had done the best that I could. Could I have done more to discover how I could have helped him more? Probably, like I said. It really helped me to go down that journey and understand my role in the relationship, where that disconnect had happened and why and how that had affected me even, right? It's when we take responsibility for our choices, actions and feelings that we own our lives. Dwelling forever on that my ex had an affair, this is all their fault, may absolve you of any wrongdoing or guilt, but it also places you firmly in a victim mentality of having been done upon, that this was done to you. And I want more than that 
for you. It's disempowering to allow them to hold all the power. This was not my fault. This was all their fault. It doesn't really matter whose fault it is. What I want you to do is own your side of the fence and to accept your side and to not blame yourself for the choices that were made by someone else. As you reflect, like I just said, and maybe realized you could have done or should have done or whatever, okay, let it go. Don't dwell on that and think, oh, if I had done that, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. It, there's no purpose in that except to learn, to learn and take this with you as you go forward. Now I want to take you forward. I want to talk about how to heal. That's ultimately what we want from this. I understand that you feel incredibly betrayed, that you feel incredibly wounded and hurt from this. You might feel like you can never feel better. You might feel like you're going to love this person forever. You might be saying to yourself, but this is my soulmate. This is the person that I want to be with. I will never want to be with anyone else. I will never love anyone else. Let me be the person to say, yes, you will stop loving them like that. And yes, you can fall in love again. Yes, someone else could fall in love with you. And yes, you can be so happy again. But in order for that to happen and to happen sooner rather than later, let's start loving ourselves and let's start healing. Okay. So, you know, to sit and talk about, but I just love my partner so much. I just love him so much. I can't stop loving him. What you are in love with is what was before the problems happened, before the affair happened, because you are not in love with the person who cheated on you. That's not possible. You would never love someone who treated you that badly. But you love the person you married. You love the person you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with. I understand that this is incredibly difficult. Here's what I want you to accept as we move forward in this episode. And as I try to help you heal is to say to yourself, I accept that I loved this person so deeply and I still do. And I can in fact continue to love this person and still heal as I move away from that person in my heart. You can do that. You don't have to hate your ex. You don't have to stop loving them altogether. You don't have to stop everything. But start loving yourself, okay? Focus on that. Because when your entire focus is on them, on your ex, on how you feel about them, or rather your disillusion with that you're in love with this person when you're really in love with something that maybe hasn't existed for five, 10, or even 15 years. That's the reality. So let's be really honest about what it is that we love, who we love, and let's say, okay, that I loved. And I'm going to hold on to that in a special place in my heart, or I'm going to let go of it, whatever you want. And now I'm going to move forward. So I want you, number one, to ask yourself, what part of you is feeling the wound the deepest? You know, everything that I've said so far, what was one thing that really hit, you know, when I said it? What was something that just felt like, oh, yes, that hit me? Now, often when I say that, and I'm sure you can relate to it, you might even be putting your hand on that place as I'm talking. Where in your body did you feel it? So I ask my clients and my students in my courses this all the time. I do a lot of energy work. I work with my clients um, on their chakras, which are energy centers in their body. I work on releasing negative energy and, of course, being betrayed and, and wounded and hurt. Well, that's a pile of negative energy. So where in your body does it sit? And um, 
I just want to quickly mention the chakra course I'm actually running because I really want to educate women who are going through this on how to clear and balance those chakras to, in other words, understand where in their body they feel pain, because that actually can really tell you why you feel so much pain around it and what you need to do to heal that pain. So we're all different. Like, for example, for me, a lot of the pain was in my throat, because I never felt heard. I never felt like I had a voice. I never felt like he wanted to hear anything that I had to say. For others, it might be in their heart because they feel a lot of resentment for all the things that they've done for this person. It might be in your gut from like this, just feeling so um, wounded, like, you know, your self-esteem and your confidence and who you are as a person, your identity, your future, everything was tied to this person. So that might really hit you in the gut. So that all of these things mean something. And the strategies that I use with my clients to move forward and to help them heal depends on where in their body they feel it. So as you start thinking about all this, as you meditate, as you reflect, as you journal and do all those things to help you heal, please pay attention to where in your body you're feeling it and write it down, okay? All right, so once you understand the pain a little better, I want you to start making a plan for healing it. We all need help when we're going through something like this. We all need help to heal from a marriage that has ended, an affair, abuse, um, any number of things. But the reality is this is big, this is massive. And you need help. And I want you to get it. You can go to, you know, traditional sort of talk therapy or a counselor. Uh, they really help you look backwards. They help you get into your childhood and an old trauma that might have shown up in your marriage or in your relationship. Coaching, for example, which is what I do with my clients, is very useful in helping you understand your pain and also implementing strategies for using these tough lessons, for example, that I've talked about here today to help us grow and heal. And one of the ways that I do that, for example, is energy work, like balancing and healing parts of our body that are out of alignment, that are just stagnant with this really negative energy. So that's one of the things that I do. I also do more traditional sort of talking with my clients, like coaching, where we literally just work through the problems and come up with things that they can do every day and things to help them work on it and release it and, you know, to understand the pain a little better. Uh, One of the things that my clients love about me is the questions that I ask, because I ask the tough questions, but what those questions will do for you is help you understand yourself so much better, and then you can heal yourself so much easier. All right. So the third thing that I want to talk to you about today is growing your self-worth. And this might be the most important of all because the reality is that when we have a partner who's cheated on us, our self-worth is pretty much in the toilet. Like it just, we don't feel worthy of love. We don't feel worthy of loyalty, of faithfulness. We can't understand how someone could do this to us. What's wrong with me? You know, we have all those really negative thoughts. And in fact, you know, unfortunately, if your ex is choosing to do so, they might be telling you that you're worth nothing. They might be saying really cruel and awful things to you to kind of reinforce those very negative feelings. And I will also say the more often you go back and say, why did you do this? Why did you do this to me? How could you do this to me? So remember when you're asking those questions and when you're asking them exactly like I just did, and that's exactly how I asked, by the way, 
their response is going to be on the defensive. They're going to get on the back of their heels right away and they're going to attack back. Well, I might not have if you had done this or I was just really unhappy and I didn't feel heard by you or whatever. They're going to put it back on you because they feel attacked. So I want you to work on your self-worth. It's the most important thing you can do for your healing. And even if you're listening to this and you know your partner didn't cheat, but you're just listening anyway, this is huge. This is something that everyone needs to work on when they come out of a broken marriage. How do we do that? Well, we do it through self-care, coaching, education, um, learning more about what self-love means, how to achieve it, learning to trust yourself. This is huge when we're coming out of an affair. And you know, so many people ask me, how did you learn to trust again, Elizabeth? Because I did get back into a relationship and I am remarried. And yes, I trusted him from day one. I had no reason not to. I chose to trust. How did I do that? You know how I did that? I trusted myself. I trusted myself that if anything happened where he betrayed me or did something that wasn't right for me, I knew I would not tolerate it because I held my worth high enough that I knew I would take care of myself and I would leave. So when you trust yourself, then you will trust others because you don't actually, I mean, you need to trust them, but trusting them becomes so much easier because you trust yourself to do what you need to do if something is wrong. This is huge. And again, this is such a big part of what I work on with my clients. You know, self-worth. How do you know if you're lacking in self-worth? You are possibly or even likely saying things to yourself like, I wasn't good enough for him or her, or they didn't think I was good enough. I'll never find true love. Nothing ever works out for me. I feel so broken. I am broken. I'll never be happy again. I'll never get over this. Maybe I need to be different so I can meet someone. You know, all of these things that we say to ourselves, these awful things, even where we're kind of echoing what they might have said to us. And that just beats you up and it just chips away at your self-love and your self-worth in a big way, like damaging, damaging things. You know, we can, honestly, it's not what they say that really devastates our self-worth. It's when we choose to believe what they say and then say it to ourselves. That's devastating to your self-worth. Because I've had people say things to me that are not nice. In fact, my ex said all kinds of things to me that were not nice. But as my self-worth grew, and as I learned more about myself, I don't believe what he said. Those words just bounced off me. It was like I had this energetic shield around me, and they just bounced off me. I didn't really care what he said anymore, because he was no longer a person I trusted. He was no longer worthy of having an influence on what I thought about myself. And that's where I want you to get to, okay? So instead of the things that I just said, like, I'm not good enough, I'll never find true love... I want you to be saying things to yourself like, I love myself. I know I'm worthy of love. I love myself and that's enough. Or life works out exactly as it is intended to. Or exactly as I direct it to. I'm not broken. I'm just learning and fumbling a little bit. Or I determine my own happiness and I can choose to be happy every single day. And even if it doesn't work all day, I am grateful for the happy hours I had. You know, these are just some of the things that you can say to yourself every single day. You know, every day you get to choose whose truth lives inside you and in your heart. 
You want their truth and their cruel words to be the thing that gets to live inside you? Or do you want to create a new reality for yourself? One where you feel lovable and worthy and strong and empowered and confident and so full of love to give someone who deserves to have this come their way. That's what I want for you. And I know that you deserve that. And I know that you have so much love to give. You you have so much fun to share. You have experiences to have. There is so much ahead of you the moment you decide that that's there for you. As long as you keep living in the past and focusing on what happened and why and what are they doing and how could this person do this to me and why, what did I do wrong? You're living in the past and you're literally living in the pain. Let go of that. Choose to grow your self-worth, your self-love and to find these affirmations that you start living every single day. Now, This isn't always easy to do, especially, I mean, I'm not going to say we don't have low days. Of course, there's going to be days that are just devastating. You know, you find out they're moving in together. You find out that your kids are going to meet this person. You find out they're getting married. I don't know. You know, it's it all depends on the work that you do, how you handle all of those things. So I've mentioned a couple of things that you can do. The fourth thing I want to mention here is to find a community and a place where you can learn and grow and take these steps backwards sometimes in safety and have others lovingly help you forward again because we do step backwards, right? But I want you to have a community of friends, of sisters who are truly supportive, not negative or victimizing. Family members can be really wonderful, but they don't always really understand what this is like. And they might be somewhat weirdly loyal to your ex or something like that. So there can be triggers there as well. So I'd like to invite you into our community for that. Um, The Rising Free community is incredible. And we talk about all of these kinds of things. So before I leave you today, I want you to remember a few things. These are like, I don't know, five or six little nuggets that I want to share with you before I leave you today. Number one is to go forward, staying close to your core values and behave and make choices and treat other people from a place of integrity. Integrity is that place where we are aligned with what we believe is right. And you know what? Mistakes will be made and you won't always get it right. Show yourself some self-compassion. Number two, you have to get right with yourself. Forgive yourself fully for anything that you felt you did or didn't do your part in this. That just has to happen love yourself hugely. Number three, celebrate every single step along the way. This is a tough journey and I want you to pat yourself on the back and high five yourself regardless of a tiny little progress you made or a huge step. It doesn't matter how small it is. Every day something good happened or maybe something bad didn't happen. Whatever it is, pat yourself on the back and celebrate. Number four, I want you to remember that you don't have to feel great every day. Some days are just hard. Allow that, acknowledge that, try to understand it, and then just let it go. Don't be judging yourself. Don't measure. Don't say, you know, things like, oh, here I go back to the beginning. Nope. Just show yourself some love and compassion. If your child had a bad day, what would you say to them? How about you say that to yourself on those days? Number five, don't feel guilty or bad because you feel good 
it's going to happen, by the way. And this might be one that you weren't expecting right here. But yes, days will come where you feel really good. And somebody might say to you, you look great. You seem like you're doing a lot better. And then we go, oh, I'm not. I just, you know, whatever. Don't do that. Just go, yeah, you know what? I am feeling good today. And it feels good to feel good, right? Okay, last one. What you focus on is what you get. So try really hard to stop focusing on the pain and what your partner did and instead turn the focus forward towards your new life and the little things you can be excited about, like not having to deal with his, I don't know, his crap, his bad moods, his, I don't know, you fill in the blank, okay? But I want you to start being excited about the life that is ahead of you, the opportunities that are now available to you, and start making some plans. We're sitting here at the cusp of a new year, and I am so excited for you to move forward. So as I wrap up this this podcast and this episode and this massive subject, because I know it's really big for you, I want to invite you into my programs. I'm going to be running a course starting in January. It's not even a course. It's really a coaching experience. We're going to open a container for women who have have experienced exactly this. Their marriage ended due to an affair. And I want us all to join each other. And we're going to do all the things that I talked about today and so much more together. Okay, we're going to work on this together. You'll get a chance to talk to me and to work through some of this stuff together to understand where in your body the pain is sitting, which chakra is affected if that's what you're interested in. We are going to really get into it. We're going to work on it together and you will have the most incredible support from each other. It's just a three-week journey. We meet once a week for about an hour and a half or so. But oh my God, the work that we will do. I made it really small like that because... I didn't want it to feel overwhelming. I just wanted it to be something where you could say, yes, I need to do something so I can start feeling better, so I can start thinking more clearly, so I can start making the big decisions that I need to make about my life. That's why I created this course. There's others as well. I'm going to link the course portal below, and then you can go and look for the whatever experience you want and the dates that work for you, and I look forward to seeing you in it. And then if you were thinking that winter's cold and here you sit, you're not going on the family vacation, you're not doing March break with the kids and your ex, you know, like you used to, how does Costa Rica sound? I am taking a group of women just like you to Costa Rica so we can connect with ourselves, connect with our worth, connect with our love and just spend the week freaking loving ourselves, okay? And we're going to do it together. We're going to love each other. We're going to have the most amazing time. There's going to be workshops and yoga and meditation and breath work to release anxiety and stress and pain. There's going to be so much fun. And of course, the beach, the beautiful beach, the incredibly good food, the gorgeous accommodations. Okay, I'll stop. All the details are below. But I would like to see you first in one of my courses so we can get to know each other and we can get you started. And then let's get on the plane and go to Costa Rica together in March. Anyway, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the step for yourself. Thank you for choosing you today. And I really appreciate that you allowed me to be the one in your headset. Have a beautiful day.